snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture and writers in China and around the globe. Discovering literature and the following stories behind your favorite authors. This is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong, right here in Beijing. A lot of people have qualms against the travel books. Reasons are listed as followed. They are unreliable. They hype the mysteries and splendors of certain cultures. And they are inundated with sentimental arty-farty comments or philosophical nonsense. If you are among those who feel that way, well, after reading Taiwan writer Zhang Hongzhi's latest book, Half Book Will Travel, or in Chinese, 旅行与读书, maybe you will change your mind. So all abroad, ladies and gentlemen, let's follow Liu Ming to explore those places that mesmerize a fellow bookworm. Held as one of the most influential philosophers to early Christianity, Augustine of Hippo was a man who left many dictums. Despite his general irksomeness towards travel, this famous bishop once described the great advantages of wanderlust like this. The world is a great book, of which they that never stir from home read only a page. Yes, just like an old Chinese saying, it's better to travel 10,000 miles than to read 10,000 books. Even the most erudite and well-read person among us should go on a journey. That's probably the reason why Zhang Hongzhi, one of Taiwan's most notable writers, has become a globetrotter. If you could roam around a strange society in a frugal manner, you will have a chance to become a part of others' lives and gain a whole new experience. The purpose of traveling for me is to separate myself from my hometown, my own society, and the system I am familiar with. Travel provides me temporary breakaway to become someone else. In a way, travel resembles reading. Both of them are the best ways to expand my horizon. Reading a book feels like immersing yourself into a virtual reality, while traveling is kind of roleplay. In Jan's book, Half Book Will Travel, or Lu Xing Yu Du Shu in Chinese, this seasoned traveler effortlessly lures us into his journeys that are sometimes quaint, sometimes idle, and occasionally a little bit haywire. First, we hike to Switzerland, where the author blindly followed a travel guide and nearly got himself trapped on the snow-crowned Alps. Next, we head to a high-end Indian restaurant where an ill-prepared package tour transforms into an unexpected epicure adventure. And then, we fly to Africa to witness how the curiosity-driven writer was awed by the ultimate beauty and brutality of nature on a Botswana safari. Yet, according to book critic Liang Wendao, Jan's writing is not entirely a beautifully depicted chronicle on his transcontinental trips. At first glance, the book is composed of different travel logs, but you will notice that all these stories are written by a bibliophile, or in Jan's own words, produced by a bookworm. When bookworms set foot on the road, they track the world differently. As the founder of site publishing group, the largest of its kind in Taiwan, being nerdy is undoubtedly Zhang Hongzhi's strong suit. 
in India is rolled by a carpet dealer who could charm the prose by Persian poet Omar Khayyam. He bought carpets despite their price is way above average. At one point, a novel written by Japanese writer Yamazaki Toyoko landed him in a decades-old hotel. Well, somehow, an adventure book pushed him to enter Alaska. From Michael Shaban's award-winning sci-fi, *The Yiddish Policeman's Union*, to Jack London's short stories, *Half Book Will Travel* is thick with literary references. Flipping through the pages, readers could be easily carried away by the author's whimsies and bookish giggles that constantly pop up in his writing. Just as Jan once mentioned in one of the chapters, he always arms himself with a couple of books on a trip. Literature and travel have become two inseparable subjects. My book is awkwardly positioned as a travelogue. The tips mentioned in the book are not that impressive or awe-inspiring. Lots of people travel to places that are more far-flung than I do. It's not encyclopedic either, since my writing style was not rigorous. For me, it feels like I'm talking about my travel experience with friends over the dinner table. I spout a lot of nonsense and personal remarks, so this book doesn't work as a travel guide. It's far from a successful literary output. Maybe the book could serve as a funny talking friend. Zhang Hongzhi is way too modest. Without any photos or illustrations, half book will travel extensively and vividly brings out the frictions, vanity, charm, and self-satisfaction of traveling with fair and wits. While rejecting any form of pedantic theories, this travel note collection is imbued with passion towards reading, a lifelong crush Jan nurtured since an early age. So, if you happen to be a bookworm who loves globe charting, Half Book Will Travel is a book worth of your time. That was Liu Mei introduced us to Taiwan writer Zhang Hongzhi's 2015 book Half Book Will Travel. Or in Chinese, 旅行与读书 Still hungry for more enlightening books on travel? Don't worry. In the next segment, our reporters are going to discuss some of the best Chinese travel logs and embark on the journey of the world travel literature. Please stay tuned. How to adapt a thriller into a movie? What is your favorite toilet reading? And when to give up on paperback? Want to know the answers? Join our discussion about all the trendiest topics on Ink and Quill. Hello, welcome to this edition of Book Chat. I'm Shi Yu, and I'm Doris. Okay, today we're going to talk about travel writing. According to a recently released report issued by the Ministry of Commerce, in 2015 alone, more than 120 million Chinese people travel abroad. So, with this newly formed travel class in China, travel literature is on vogue as well. So we all can be a travel writer. It's、yeah. not just the well-known authors. It's not just the journalists. Everybody, you、yeah. and me, could be、uh, travel writers. But if we take travel writing as a serious literature. Its definition is kind of confusing. As far as I know, travel literature encompasses outdoor literature, guidebook, nature writing, travel memoir. So it encompasses almost like 
every single genre. For example,、yeah. history books they could be considered as、um, travel books because they can be a guide for travelers when they travel abroad. Yeah, I think there's considerable overlap among these forms. We can't give a concrete definition about what travel literature really is. Well, it does have like a lot of distinctive、um, characteristics. For example, you need to、um, write about a place, write about some sort of traveling that shows that you're on the go. So、yeah. basically, those are only the two requirements for、uh, travel log or travel writing. Well, and travel literature could come in many forms. We get memoir, journalism report, essay, diary, or storytelling. Yes. Actually, travel writing is not exclusive to nonfiction. Books such as Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea should be considered as travel writing as well. Yes, and there are many platforms where you can、um, publish these、uh, memoirs or travel writing. So. How did travel writing begin?、Um, to be honest, I looked into this, and travel literature goes back quite a bit. Okay. So one of the earliest travel memoirists in Western literature was a guy called Pausanias, a Greek geographer. Wow. Yeah. So he's not involved in like、um, writing, or he didn't pen a book. He actually made maps since he he's a geographer, and、mm -hmm. and、um, some of the early books in travel literature include Journey Through Wales that was written in eleven ninety one. So way 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 back, ah,、uh, eight hundred nine hundred years, and description of Wales. Lots of books about Wales. <laughs> <laughs> It's a favorite place for travelers. Yeah, but I think ancient Chinese didn't go that far. But travel writing definitely started early here. Most of the people thought travel law gained its popularity in the Song Dynasty, which basically means medieval China. And around that time,、uh, the genre was called the travel record literature, which、yes. means 游记 in Chinese. But I think the earliest travel document in China should be dated back to the Xianqin period. So we are talking about 11th century BC to 7th century BC. Oh my! Yeah, I think it's earlier <laughs> Even than Even more ancient than、yeah. ancient Greece. I think in this book called Classic of Poetry, a book of songs, or better known as Shijing Chinese, some poetries actually document the travel experiences of our ancestors. Yes, and speaking of、um, the Song Dynasty, as you mentioned earlier, you know one of the most famous travel writers is actually Su Shi. Really? Yes, he wrote a book called Record of Stone Bell Mountain, and、huh. it was written in a narrative prose essay and diary style. So he's a very talented man. Besides being a government official, he's also a travel writer because、yeah. he traveled to a lot of places. Even though it's like because the emperor sort of banished him away yeah, from yeah, the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, to southern China. Yeah, but he got to see a lot of just different cultures. Very Various places in China, and he got to write about them. Yeah, but I think compared with many other Chinese travel writers, such as Xu Xiaoke, who focused on cultural,、uh, geographical, and technical information, Su Shi is is very different. His essays always try to convey a philosophical or moral argument. 
something related to his political setback or social transformation of that time. So in that case, I think Sush is not a typical travel writer. Yeah,、say. now you can see like the various forms of travel writing. They yeah. Be almost about anything. They can be、um, about like your thoughts and your ideas, or they can be like about the place that you travel to. You can write, "I saw a mountain and I climbed it today," and that could be <laughs> counted as a travel log. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually,、um, in terms of cultural travel logs, travel literature is fairly common in Arabic culture as well. Really? For example,、um, you know.、Um, The Arab culture,、uh, before they were settled within one place, they were、yeah. nomadic people. So they、yeah. went to a lot of places,、mm-hmm. and、um, basically their whole life is a huge journey around、yeah. northern Africa and the Middle East, and probably like around southern Europe. Some of them are tradesmen. So a lot of the writing that they've done are like descriptions of where they've been to. So、mm-hmm. they they contributed a lot to travel literature. Well, I think to a certain extent, the rise of travel literature should attribute to the social development of a nation. Although we're just talking about how travel books became so trendy in the Song Dynasty, it was actually during the Tang Dynasty, almost hundreds of years ahead of the Song Dynasty, when. China actually enjoyed its political and economic might. It was easier for people travel to foreign land and encounter foreigners. Yeah, I'm curious about like if Genghis Khan wrote a travel diary as he conquered. He probably <laughs> didn't have time to do that. I don't know. He's probably one of those people. I came, I saw, I conquered, and I went back home, <laughs> just like Caesar. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, in terms of、um, tourism literature pioneers, like the modern tourism literature、mm. pioneers, the names、uh, that I could think of is、uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Okay, so、yeah. what is his most representative work? I think it's called the Inland Voyage. Oh, yeah, it sounds very boring,、yeah. but it's actually considered travel literature because it's describing the place that、um, he's traveled to. I believe, like, it's in England or like somewhere in Europe.、Mm-hmm. So, as long as you're doing some sort of traveling, no matter how far or how close to your home you're traveling <laughs> to, it's considered travel literature. Well. As long as you experience difference, even setting food beyond your own front door could provide some material for funny travel book. Yes,、yeah. and there's also this interesting title called "Travels with a Donkey in the Savannas."、Mm, sounds like a travelogue by Don Quixote. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's about a、uh, uh, travel、um, in the region in this region called Savannas in France、mm-hmm. with a donkey. Yeah. Okay. Charming. It's a little bit odd, a little bit strange, <laughs> but it makes for an interesting travel log. Yeah, but we have talked a lot about travel books. In so, in your opinion, Doris, what makes this genre so fascinating? Uh, what's interesting about travel writing is by reading them, uh, you're introduced um to a whole new place,、mm-hmm. and or you can be introduced to your home. Yeah. But it gives you a whole new perspective because everybody has a different perspective and different look, different thoughts about the place that they grow up in or place they live for their whole lives, and also it can contain humor but also serious at the same time. 
and it educates the reader about destinations and provide advice for visits and inspires readers to travel. But for me, a good travel book should not just satisfy my curiosity. It should bring with a fierce intelligence. You know, something enable me to engage or connect with the author. I don't want to know what the writer brings to this place. I want to see what this place draws out of the author. Yes, travel book is different for、uh, for everybody. For example, if you just want to go and travel, and you want to know where to go and where to eat, you might just just、um, go to TripAdvisor book or pick、yeah. up a TripAdvisor book. <laughs> But anyway, as we said, a travel writer can be. Anybody、uh, in China, a、mm-hmm. lot of English teachers they stay in China for a year or two, and they go back to their home country and write about their experiences. That could be considered、yeah. um, travel writing, and also migrants.、Mm. Yeah. So, like,、um, say if you're a migrant worker in China、uh-huh. and you have to like、um, travel to a different city to find、oh. a job,、um, those people like m- maybe they can write about their Experiences, yeah, that could be considered travel writing. Yeah, they can provide some fresh perspective. But do you have any favorite travel book, Doris?、Uh, my favorite travel book is it's actually a book that's not say a typical travel book. Really? Yes. Um, it's written by Mark Twain. You know, the great American writer. It's about his hometown or his home state of um. It's called Life on the Mississippi. Huh. I find it's really interesting because I've always found that area of United States、um, really intriguing. So aside from like his book about Tom Sawyer and、uh, Huckleberry Finn, you know, like those are like tr- probably considered travel books, even <laughs> though they are fiction. But、yeah. they are about adventures, and adventures is one of the key characteristics of travel. Well, for me, adventurous element is not that important since I'm more into unique personal reflection. I know some people don't like Bill Bryson, but I really enjoy his ironic sense of humor. His book, you know, Notes from a Small Island, is about traveling around UK. It's one of the reasons that I chose England as my education destination. Very、It、interesting. Has such impact on my life. I also recommend other、um, travel books called Captain John Smith Writing with Other Narratives of Roanoke, Jamestown, and the First English Settlement of Virginia.、Um, wow, it's a long title. James Horn. Yes, it is indeed a long title. It's about the early. English adventurers, explorers of North America. Because if you remember the movie Pocahontas,、um, mm-hmm. made by Disney, actually Captain John Smith is like one of the main characters.、Yeah. He was、um, on the first boat that that traveled to、um, America,、mm-hmm. and he had like this romantic relationship with <sighs> this Native American princess. This book is a collection that included his writings. Also, it has like supplementary accounts、um, by other explorers and also illustrations.、Mm-hmm. And it's a fascinating look at the beginnings of the United States. 
Ooh, yeah. that's an interesting one. And also, there are some books that um about travels in China. And one is called Iron and Silk by Mark Salzman.、Mm-hmm. So he came to China in the 1980s while teaching English in Changsha to Chinese doctors. Oh, <laughs> his real dream is to become a kung fu master. What? <laughs> and then. And there's also one called "A Barbarian in Asia" by Henri Michaud. So it captures the sublime and the ridiculous in a collection of vignettes, which is short stories、mm-hmm. about his travels in India, China, and Japan in the 1930s.、Ah. So kind of a historical look at、uh, modern Chinese history. Talking about history, I would recommend something more ancient. The work of Xu Xiaoke.、Yeah, I, I know, he, but it's really ancient. Yeah, because he was a really famous travel writer in the Ming Dynasty. But come on, in the 16th, 15th century, the guy traveled around China on foot for more than 30 years. Yes,、yeah. that's quite amazing. And around that time, you know, he I think his work basically contained about like a. Four hundred thousand words. I mean, around that time, wow, it's, it's quite a. It was enormous work for a single writer. And if you want to know something about the gentry life, you can go to Liu Er's Travel of Lao Can, Lao Can 游记 It is a must read. However, if you want to see something about modern China, I would say Peter Hassler is one of the best. His country driving a Chinese road trip, I think, is very thoughtful and detailed. Hmm, interesting. I would definitely read that, and I also have one last recommendation. Ooh, that's a, a lot. It's a motorcycle diaries by Shay Guevara. Ooh, sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a famous one because like he's known as like this revolutionary leader、yeah. in Cuba. But like the book itself is really interesting.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's. Motorcycles, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like traveling on motorcycles. Basically, most travel writers, you know, like they write about their journey after they completed it. Yeah, but some of these um writers, including Che Guevara, they write diaries like during、yeah. their journey, throughout their journey, and they come back and edit it. Mm-hmm. I think when you write while you're traveling,、mm-hmm. it's almost like more authentic. Yeah, it's more vivid. Thanks to websites like TripAdvisor, people could actually upload everything about their trips while traveling. So as an audience, you have this spontaneous reaction, you know, like traveling with them on that spot. So I think new technologies bring some uncertainties or even risk to travel writing. Yes, definitely. Especially in terms of VR technology. Oh, now you can use VR technology, and it will literally take you to sandy beaches in the Caribbean, or the mountain tops in Switzerland, or even to the Forbidden City in China. Yeah, but in that regard, do you think we still need travel literature? You don't need to actually read a paperback book to know a new place. Oh, definitely. I think we need、um, travel literature because every traveler has their own story to tell. I think every、mm-hmm. traveler they travel for a different reason. For example, you know, like I don't like this book, but 
this is a sort of like a modern travel literature. It's a、uh, eat, pray, and love. Oh <laughs> my god! It's a terrible book. I don't but, like it. But she has a very interesting way. I would say like an interesting reason、yeah. to travel because she got divorced and she's trying to find herself. So. We as journalists and maybe like people who are listening to us are very interested in why people travel,、mm. and they're interested in what other people find interesting as like a tourist spot. Because、mm-hmm. if you see some place through VR technology,、yeah. you don't know anything about the place. You just see what it looks like. You don't know the historical background. You、mm-hmm. don't know what happened there. How long the picture has been there,、mm-hmm. you know? Like, but in travel literature, as you're reading, it's not just like you go to the Forbidden City or the Summer Palace and you see this architecture and that statue. It's like you sort of、um, get into the thought process of the person who's writing. Shiri and Doris talked about travel writing and some of their favorite travel books. But how about you? Okay, time to wrap up today's program. Don't forget that there are always more interesting happenings in the literary world. To find out more about us, you are always welcome to follow our Facebook account, China Plus. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Yang Yang. See you next week. Until then, bon voyage.